Hi everyone, Pamela Larg here, your host of the Energy Transitions podcast. If you enjoy listening to our bi-weekly podcast, make sure to hit the subscribe button and take a moment to leave a rating or review wherever you're listening. This will help us spread the message and connect with our community. Thanks again for listening to the Energy Transitions podcast from Enlit and Friends. In this episode of the Energy Transitions podcast series, we hear from Jeff Earle, Director of Business Development at Sapphire Technologies, a company based in Cerritos, California. This episode is brought to you by Sapphire Technologies, which develops, manufactures, and sells energy recovery systems for hydrogen and natural gas industrial applications. Jeff tells us more about this innovative technology and the promise it holds for our decarbonization journey. I'm Pamela Log, and this is the Energy Transitions Podcast. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. It's really a pleasure to be chatting with you about some really important topics. First of all, let's explore the importance of power accessibility and availability. Why is it so critical? Hi, Pam. Good to be here. Power accessibility, power availability, these are important because they power our lives, right? When I go to a light switch, I expect the lights to turn on. We operate in California, and typically that's not an issue here. But for large parts of the world, it is. Power is not always available when you want it. And so there are many different technologies that can produce power, um, natural gas, solar, wind, nuclear. What we're doing at Sapphire Technologies is a specific kind of power generating equipment called a turbo expander. It converts pressure energy into electricity and is one of the means by which power can be put to the grid and one of the means by which someone can go to a light switch and actually have the lights come on. Jeff, before we delve into further details about turbo expanders, I would like to ask you specifically about innovation in the power generation space. Can you tell us a little bit more about what innovations or technologies are making the biggest impact? And perhaps you can delve into some detail about specific incentives that are really fostering the growth of this uh, technology development. Several different federal governments are providing um, monetary incentives for companies, consumers, and end users to adopt novel energy-producing technologies. A result of this, maybe over the past 15, 20 years, can be seen in solar technologies. So photovoltaic cells were heavily incentivized by different governments across the world, and the cost of solar panels drastically reduced over the same amount of time, to the point where this technology has become ubiquitous. Where we live in California, it's not unusual to go to a particular neighborhood and see solar panels installed on every single home's roof. And so I think the U.S. government and other governments across the world with pieces of legislation like the Inflation Reduction Act and others are trying to incentivize industry to develop new technologies analogous to solar something that can have a big impact on the world and how the world produces energy. When I look on a forward-looking basis, 
Some things that come to mind are carbon capture, utilization and storage, small nuclear reactors as a source of portable and clean power. Yeah, and again, something that our company has been founded on is uh, turbo expanders. We think that we are just a small piece of this total energy portfolio that the world needs to develop in order to produce clean power on an ongoing basis. And that is a great segue into my next question, which of course is a focus on turbo expander generators. To be quite honest, I had to do a little bit of research before we could actually have this discussion because it's it's quite technical. And I'd like you to tell me more about what these generators do and are they making a positive impact in terms of decarbonization or even in terms of equipment reliability or levelized cost of, of electricity. Tell me a little bit more about that. It, it's okay, Pam. There are some high-tech subsystems with our, our equipment package, but the overall power gen concept, I think, is not so complicated. And so maybe we can start there. Turbo expanders convert pressure energy into electricity. And they do this with two individual components within, within the equipment package. On the inlet side of the equipment, there's an expansion turbine wheel that is taking a high pressure gas, using the high pressure gas to spin the turbine wheel and creating a low pressure gas on the outlet side of the wheel. This piece of rotating equipment, it's directly connected to a generator on the back end side. And as the gas moves through the wheel and the wheel spins, this generator spins on the back end and creates electricity. Unlike combustion turbines, there's no ignition. And so there's no produced CO2 as, uh, as the fluid moves through the equipment. And so the electricity which is produced is clean. There's no CO2 emissions, NOx emissions, SOx emissions. All you get is electricity on the outlet side of the equipment. And so this equipment's interesting because it has a lot of different applications, different process fluids, which can be used to spin the turbine wheel. Again, in in contrast to combustion turbines, which are using other natural gas or hydrogen. These turbo expanders, they can be installed in pipelines, in process plants. And what they do, again, is to recover pressure energy wherever there's a differential from high pressure to low pressure in that pipeline network. Because there's no fuel, because there's no combustion to produce this electricity, and because of some of those technologies which we include within the housing, the levelized cost of electricity is relatively competitive. And in fact, when we do these studies, when we compare to other renewable technologies which are available in the market, we see our system being just as competitive as something as solar or wind. We've done studies where we see our LCOE is as low as four cents per kilowatt hour. And on a forward-looking basis then, as our technology becomes more popular and more widely adopted, we see these different operators having a real business case to integrate turbo expanders into their operations. And we see their investors mandating these operators to do so because it's a very easy way for them to produce clean electricity and, and have an impact on their environmental statements, which they're trying to make. Four cents per kilowatt hour, that is significant. And you're talking about establishing a business case, which clearly is happening. Also, you mentioned, Jeff, specifically, for example, pipelines or process plants. Are there specific 
instances or use cases where turbo expander generators are being deployed or implemented where you can actually see tangible results? Sapphire is partnered with a company called Tallgrass Energy to install equipment in a, a large pipeline in the U.S. called the Rockies Express Pipeline. Um, a specific use case where we see a large amount of power in a, in a very attractive project financial statement being created is at specific interconnection points between this pipeline and smaller regional distribution. And so this looks like a, a facility, maybe a couple acres worth of footprint. There is valving at this facility. There are control rooms. What we do in terms of project installation is identify the right part in the pipeline where these turbo expanders can be installed in between the high pressure side of the Rockies Express pipeline and the relatively lower pressure side of these regional distribution pipelines. We install the equipment there to capture the delta in the pressure and energy and again, use it to spin the turbine. So these, these specific applications are interesting for us because of the characteristics that we see within the pipeline. So there's a large amount of natural gas being moved from this main interstate pipeline to these regional distributing pipelines. And the pressures are relatively high. So you can think of these things as creating a higher energy density within the pipeline, all of which is good for power recovery in our system. Jeff, so clearly these systems are making a tangible and positive difference. That leads me to my next question. How or what is the place of turbo expander generators in our future energy system? And do you think we'll see a willingness to adopt this technology? Because clearly it's a sound strategic direction for plant operators. Am I correct? I think you are correct, Pam. And certainly that's the hope that that industry will adopt this as a responsible technology to improve their operations. One of our, one of our biggest market segments are pipeline companies transporting natural gas. These companies' infrastructure are just massive. Pipelines crisscross U.S., Canada, Europe, any international market which has a sizable population and a need for energy. And so we think that the market size is large. Consequently, turbo expanders, when installed in those large market sizes, can have an outside impact on power generating capacity. Um, there are other applications too, of course. We talked about individual process plants can adopt, but on a broad scale, we think turbo expanders can have a, a big impact on the amount of power which can be produced. And so companies, big and small, are looking at efficiencies, um, are looking at their carbon emissions. They want to take on projects which can have an impact reducing CO2 emissions, creating renewable power. And so we think it's an interesting value proposition for these companies which do have large natural gas pipeline infrastructures because unlike developing a wind farm, say, developing a solar panel farm next door to, to their operations, turbo expanders give them a way to instead optimize the assets which they already have and are already operating. So. Our equipment can be installed into the pipeline. Um, it's truly incremental work and within the scope of what they've already been doing for 20, 30, 40 years. We want to 
make these installations as simple as putting another valve into the pipeline. But instead of using friction to reduce the pressure of the gas, you're instead using the gas pressure differential to do work and to create clean electricity. I'd like to get your opinion. The, the world is really on a decarbonization journey, and I'd like to know your thoughts on the role of natural gas moving forward, because obviously we are pushing for renewable energy to be deployed. But do you believe that natural gas will have a role to play moving forward in our energy mix and obviously within the U.S. specifically? Yes, I, I think absolutely. Natural gas fired power plants are some of the most reliable power generating assets that the world has. And on top of that, they can start up and shut down quickly so they can respond to quick changes in load demand. They're very useful. And today they make up a significant amount of the baseline power that U.S. and other countries have on their grids. So I think they're here to stay. And they'll continue to play a very important role in power generating for the next for the next several years. We think we have real value for a grid operator, for a power plant producer, and for the pipeline companies who are supplying their product to those assets throughout that journey, whether it's blending hydrogen into those combustion fuels over the long term. You can still use a turbo expander to recover power throughout those infrastructures. And so we're trying to provide those companies with, with a way to influence their decarbonization journey. If we're going to keep these power plants in service, then we have a responsibility to increase their efficiency also. And so turbo expanders are, are just one way that those companies can do so. I'm really pleased you mentioned hydrogen because it's obviously a hot topic. And I think it's a little bit controversial in terms of how hydrogen ready we really are. When we talk about hydrogen blending, this is certainly where we are moving to in the future. Are, are you seeing that trend perhaps pick up uh, in, in the US? Again, incentives like the Inflation Reduction Act are helping promote and accelerate the growth of hydrogen technologies, just like they are clean power generating technologies. So. There's a concerted effort in the U.S. to facilitate that growth and that technology development. Speaking on behalf of the company, we are seeing some amount of interest in reviewing applications for blended hydrogen as compared to pure natural gas. Um, and so I do think that it will become more and more commonplace to find higher concentrations of hydrogen being blended into natural gas pipelines. I know a lot of companies are working on compatibility. For example, how will your household heater deal with increased concentrations of hydrogen in the fuel mix? How will your gas top stove deal with those increased concentrations? And just like that, there are also all the big turbine companies are working to requalify their systems to accept larger blends of hydrogen in the fuel mix. So. I do, I do think that hydrogen will become more and more commonplace, not to mention all the other uses, right? Fuel for vehicles, the continued liquefaction for industrial use. Yeah, all of these things are interesting to us as a company because, again, we can, we can help, right? We can increase efficiency in almost any process which contains a natural gas, hydrogen, fluid, which is going to be used for any of these end uses. Jeff, I want to ask you, 
you're a California-based company. I would assume that you're not just there for the sunshine and the surf. Talk to me about why you are based where you are. Partly for the sunshine and the surf, maybe. I don't live so far away from the beach pan, but the California government does offer grants incentives, and they are trying to keep business within the state. And Safari has uh, made applications for some of these opportunities. Maybe more interestingly, our local industry is interested in our technology and take an active role in fostering innovation and technology development. Jeff, I'd like to ask you a little bit more about Sapphire Technologies. Can you tell us about the origins of the firm and what are your immediate and long-term focus areas? Sapphire Technologies is a spin out of the parent company, an engineering organization called Calnetics Technologies. And Calnetics has a long history in high-speed rotating equipment. They make motors, generators, pumps, compressors. And Sapphire, with this expander product line, is an extension of this core business, which they've been in for the past 25 years. Sapphire's focus, then, is to commercialize and continue to grow our expander business. Short-term focus is on building out these different market segments and geographical regions that we're interested in. We're along in this process now, North America. We have projects operating in Western Europe, in Asia, and we're working to extend this to new geographies, Brazil, like the rest of Asia, like Eastern Europe, and to expand our application reach into new segments of the oil and gas market. For example, we have projects operating in the midstream pipeline network now. We're interested in extending to oil and gas wellheads where we have projects in fabrication. We're interested in integrating our expander product into refineries where there's potential to recover pressure energy and, and create clean electricity there. So its growth is a future outlook of the company, both geographically and in broadening our application base. That does sound exciting indeed. Jeff, one last question. We have talked about some technical things today, but on a personal note, what what makes you excited about working in this space? For, for both myself and really everyone on our team at Sapphire, we're excited to be working in this space because we, we feel like we're making a difference in the oil and gas industry. We're trying to enable these operators with a, with a technology which can decarbonize their industry. To be able to recover waste pressure energy is, a, is an exciting development for these folks because they operate so many assets and the impact that our expander could have on a very large scale when installed throughout the world can truly be transformational. It can help these folks achieve their environmental goals. It can help them reach targets in 2030, 2050. And so this is a driver behind the whole company. We want to make a difference, and that's one of the reasons that we work here. Jeff, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your insights with us today. Thanks for having me, Pam. And, and thank you to our listeners. Until next time. 